The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. This was the largest World Series shutout since 1985. Game seven when the Royals destroyed the Cardinals 11 to nothing. 10 to nothing. And who saw that coming tonight? Sure as hell not me, but like you, I'm on cloud nine as we welcome you into another edition of the World Series dish right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Dave O after game six with the Royals completely taking the Giants in the backyard and slapping them around a little bit. And let's dig right into this one with some amazing stats tonight for the Royals. Where do we even start? There were several, a good eight or ten, but I picked my favorite five stats. Number one. The Royals, that seven-run second inning, that's the most in a KC playoff game in team history. Seven runs in one inning. That's the most in KC team history. And the amazing thing, as we'll discuss later, was they did it without the home run ball in that inning. Not surprising if you watch this team, and very symbolic. Uh, Stat number two that I love, Eric Hosmer now with 20 postseason hits. That ties the man Willie Wilson for most in team history. So 20 postseason hits for Haas. Hopefully he can notch two or three more tomorrow in Game 7. Stat number three, Mike Moustakis, his fifth home run of the postseason. That breaks John Mayberry's record. And we've talked quite a bit here on Clubhouse Conversation how, admittedly so, and Moose would tell you the same thing. Dayton would tell you the same thing. Ned would tell you the same thing. That It's been disappointing how long it's taken Moose and Eric Hosmer to get going. They would tell you the same thing. We didn't have the numbers we wanted during this regular season. But you know what? Like I keep saying, you win a world championship, it doesn't matter if you hit 0.000 the rest of your career because you were a success. Any first-round pick for the Royals, if they win a World Series championship, any first-round pick in the last eight years to me, outside of the ones who haven't appeared yet in the big league. So we'll say any first-round pick from, we'll say, you know, 05-ish until 2011. Any of those guys in that range, especially this year with Finnegan in the first round, their successes doesn't matter. Same thing Brandon Finnegan. If he has a career 15 ERA again after this year, doesn't matter. Success if we win the World Series. So great seeing Haas with the 20 postseason hits, tying the team record, and Moose breaking the team record, five home runs, breaking John Mayberry's record. Number four stat, I like this one a lot. This is my second favorite. Since 1950, so what is that, 64 years? Only two rookies in the last 64 years have thrown seven shutout innings in a World Series start. Two rookies. Can you guess them? Well, obviously one is Giordano Ace Ventura with a touching tribute tonight to Oscar Tavares. Really touching. Almost choked me up a little bit sitting there in the stands. The hat's going to Cooperstown, which is great. But Ventura is one of the two with seven shutout innings. The other one, Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner and Ventura, only two of the last 64 years with seven or more shutout innings in the World Series as a rookie. And my favorite stat out of all of them, and I'm sure you've heard this one by now, each of the last eight home teams to force a game seven have gone on to win the World Series. That's a knock on wood, and we're not going to jinx ourselves. It is not, not a foregone conclusion that the Royals will win tomorrow. It is going to be tough. It's going to be a battle. I think it'll be tougher than tonight for the Royals. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a 10-run game either way, you wouldn't think. But I think it's more of a challenge tomorrow. Now, will the Royals be the team to keep that streak going? We'll discuss more on that here in three or four minutes after we get through some basics from tonight because I'm really excited to talk about tomorrow. But tonight, you got to start with Ventura. I mean, the offense was impressive, but Yolanda Ventura set the tone. And 
anybody who listened to me today, I probably told this to about 20 people. They would say, well, what's your prediction? What's the key tonight? And I would say something that people kind of looked at me like, how is that the key? And what I said was, if the Royals and your Ventura get through the top of the first without giving up a run, they win the game. When he got through that first inning, one, two, three, with some help of Lorenzo Kane, another stud defensive player running down the ball off the bat of Joe Panic and right center field, he ran that one down for the second out, took away an extra base hit. When he did that and Ventura gets out of that first inning, huge to get a, a scoreless first inning for your Ventura. And I thought to myself, we were going to win tonight. I'm going to make a similar prediction later tonight here in the dish in a few minutes here. But, but Ventura, I mean, he did that, the first inning of, of shutout, but so much more, obviously. I mean, seven shutout innings in honor of his friend, Oscar Tavares, as we talked about. Three hits is all they gave up. Five walks, three of which came in one inning, struck out four. And again, we talked about it, his last start in game two of the World Series. He will strike out a lot more. His ceiling is still quite a bit, guys. He's so young. But the fact that he's got the stuff that he does and he's still not striking out nearly a hitter per inning, not even close, that tells me he has big-time upside because that stuff, wow. When he gets his secondary pitches down more, in the strike zone more, and can get teams to quit sitting on the fastball, when, he, when those pitches get a little bit more depth and more consistency to them, which they will, watch out. And tonight was good. Man, the changeup, the, the breaking pitch looked good again. Second straight start. Man, the kid looks stronger now than he has all year. Talk about stepping up. You're Donovan Tura. Two of the three games the Royals have won in the World Series, he started. He's got to be a dark horse MVP candidate. He won't get it if the Royals hopefully win tomorrow. It's going to be a position player. Maybe a Kane, depending on what happens tomorrow. I don't know who else would be up there. Kane, Escobar Khan deserves it. There's like three or four or five guys that really deserve it in this, po- in this World Series. But to me right now, Ventura's towards the top of that list. Jason Frazier, Tim Collins finish it off tonight with scoreless frames. And, and the offense, a huge assist, obviously, not only in making it easier for Ventura to pitch, but also in saving this bullpen. Now tomorrow, as we'll discuss later, you've got everybody available other than Ventura. Only guy who can't pitch tomorrow is Ventura. The whole rest of the team pitching-wise is available. We can go 30 innings tomorrow, well, 25 innings and be fine tomorrow, literally. So a seventh run, or a seven-run second inning with no home runs in that frame, which, again, is symbolic of KC. How about this stat, though? Every KC starter, only the second time in World Series history, every KC starter had at least one hit by the end of the third inning. Wasn't it fun? Two hits apiece for six guys tonight. Take your pick. Escobar, Kane, Hosmer, Perez, Moose, and Fonte had six hits each. Six different Royals also drove in a run tonight. A couple ground row doubles, Moose of the Jack. I mean, just a fun night at the ballpark. But let's, you know what? Let's recap this one in about 30 more seconds. I want you to just soak it in right now before we talk about game seven. I want you to just think about this moment right now, this night. How special it was to come out, and I thought Ned Yost put it well. You have no net underneath you. You're you know walking on that tightrope, and there's no net below you when you're down three games to two. Well, the Royals now have gotten rid. Now there's a net again for both teams in in a way. Well, no, no, that's not true. A net for the Royals, I should say. I mean, the Giants now have got to feel really on the ropes, literally. Whereas the Royals have got to feel a little more confident. They've already survived no net underneath them as they walked on that tightrope. They got the win. They're the home team in Game Seven. With a huge crowd, everyone behind them, the bats feel good, the bullpen's rested. So now, really, neither team probably feels like they have 
No net, quote-unquote, if you want to look at it that way. But the Royals definitely should feel more confident and feel safer than the Giants do at this point. Just what a fun night at the ballpark. Now, we can argue all day, all night, if there's such a thing as momentum in baseball. Maybe we'll talk about that this offseason when I have more time. I think there is. I think there is momentum. The the counter-argument would be, well, how can you say that? The Giants had all the momentum in the world, whipping the Royals 15 to nothing. You know, we also you know if you're a basketball fan, you also hear the, the famous basketball runs, the famous Allen Fieldhouse run, where a team comes in there and you know somebody gets in on KU gets in a 19 to nothing run or a 25 to three run. Well, <laughs> the Giants in baseball, it's pretty tough a 15 nothing run against the Royals. So you could say, well, what about that momentum? Now it's gone, Dave, because it doesn't exist. I think it does, especially because of the crowd. And I mean, why do you think the Royals got waxed so much in the last couple games in San Francisco? I think the crowd played a played a big role. Normally, normally I think home field is decent in baseball just because of the different dimensions, knowing your outfield fences better, the crevices, how to play balls, the backstop, foul ground. I think there is some of that in baseball, more so during the regular season because of park familiarity than I would say because of crowds. But in the postseason, all bets are off. In the postseason, those crowds, the kind they're having at the K, and San Francisco is hella loud. I give them credit. That's the best opposing crowd the Royals have seen all year, in years. But at the K, I mean, and I think that partially contributed to the Royals' quote-unquote meltdown the last game and a half before coming back to KC, the last game and a half in San Francisco. I think that crowd played a big role in it. I really do. So I think that kind of does create momentum in playoff baseball, but if you want to argue the flip side that there is no momentum, that's fine. I can understand that, but to me, like I always say, these guys aren't robots, and momentum is a byproduct of confidence or not confidence. That's human nature. You can't block that out completely. The Royals are a confident bunch right now. The Giants, I'm sure, are confident as well. They're, they're like identical teams to each other. If there was a twin Royals team, it'd be this Giants team. Same team. Great clubhouses, guys who love each other, having fun, play the game the right way. Very much a team, you know, snuck in as a wild card, won a game less than the Royals, who, by the way, won their 100th game tonight. Congratulations to the Royals for that. 100 wins tonight. Hopefully the Giants won't get to 100. They're stuck on 99, aren't they? Is it, or is it 98? No, 99. This is a wild card team, too. So, anyway, these teams are similar. So, tomorrow, what do we think about tomorrow? We've got, obviously, Tim Hudson and Jeremy Guthrie, but not really. That's kind of, by the end of the game, those two are probably, unless one of them gets bombed or somehow mows down guys and goes longer than expected, those are probably kind of the background pitchers tomorrow. I would suspect both pitchers go three innings tomorrow, maybe four. In the case of Jeremy Guthrie, what are we hoping for tomorrow? I think four innings, one run. Is what you hope for. And again, I'm going to predict it. If Jeremy Guthrie can get out of that first inning with no run scoring, the Royals win tomorrow. I believe that. If he doesn't, I'm not going to go. Tonight, I thought they would lose if they gave up a run in the first inning. Just because of the 15-0 run and the Giants would have more momentum. They'd be up. You know, again, the Royals facing elimination. Maybe it hit the crowd out some, blah, blah, blah. Maybe some pressure. But it didn't matter. It didn't happen. Because the Royals, as they've been all year, resilient. It didn't matter. And I thought that they would come back and win tonight. I'm just saying, had they gotten down, I was a little bit nervous. Not so much tomorrow. Even if the Royals get down a run or two, that's okay. They'll find a way to come back. But I'm just saying, if, if they get out of that first inning with no runs, and you can laugh at me and say it's a stupid way to look at a game, and that's not true, I just have a feeling. If they get out of that first inning with no runs, they're going to win that game tomorrow. The key, obviously, you would think both pitchers are going between three and five innings if they're both pitching decent to good. No way any of those guys go more than five. Unless somebody has like a 7 nothing lead. But even then, you're still probably going to empty the pen and go to your studs. 
I think both pitchers, both managers probably have a goal of four to five. And I think Bruce Bochy probably has a goal of Madison Bumgarner for four innings tomorrow. I believe he will throw upwards of four innings tomorrow. I think he's good for 50 to 60 pitches tomorrow. So if you're the Royals, the key is going to be to have that game tied the fifth inning tomorrow or a lead, tied or a lead, and hoping to push in one across Bumgarner. you got to think the Royals are due to score a run or two off of Bumgarner. The guy's amazing, and he's pitched like Sandy Koufax. Before the last game, you know, before game five, I said the guy's, you know, I said the guy's a stud, but he's not Sandy Koufax, and he's beatable. Oh, he kind of is Sandy Koufax this postseason. I mean, the guy's the real deal. He's even a little better than I thought, but it's still, he's still beatable. The guy's coming up on 270 innings, two days rest. Surely he's due to give up a run. But I'm gonna exp- I think we should expect to see him for four innings tomorrow. I think that's again, I think it's six, seven, eight, nine, or five, six, seven, eight, or four, five, six, seven. I think Bochi's gonna use him to get it to Romo and Affelt, et cetera, at the back of that bullpen. So the key tomorrow for the Royals, get out of that first inning and find a way to have the game tied or ahead in the fifth inning. You do that, you're in damn good shape. Because I would suspect on paper, Ned Yost in a perfect world goes five with Guthrie and then does a combination of Herrera and Davis for the 6th, 7th, 8th, and Holland for the ninth. But I think you got to go 3-4 to four out of Guthrie. And remember, we've got James Shields available, too. So you can empty that bullpen in through the ninth inning. Extra innings, you've still got Vargas and Duffy and even Frazier. I mean, so you're set for a good 18 innings tomorrow without a problem. So those, So that's not an issue. So you empty the bullpen and win the game in nine innings. To me, that means two innings out of Wade Davis, an inning out of Holland, and upwards of two innings out of Herrera. I'm looking for about five innings between those three guys. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. So the fifth inning and on. So to me, the goal for Jeremy Guthrie is four innings, one run tomorrow. If you get four innings and one run out of Guthrie, you are in damn good shape with those guys coming in. And you got to think the Royals can get one run before Madison Bumgarner comes in the game. Doubtful they're going to pull Tim Hudson if he's throwing a shutout, unless there's you know multiple guys on base. So I'm excited for tomorrow. What do I think is going to happen? I think the Royals will continue that Game 7 home winning streak, make it 9. I think the Royals will get it done tomorrow, guys. And is this the biggest sports game in Kansas City history? Easy for us to say that because what do we have to compare it to? Now, you could say KU and 08, but no, 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 not even close. Because as you know, half of Kansas City is KU and half is Mizzou and there's some KU State people and Nebraska people. As far as professional sports, no doubt. It's got to be. 85, the Royals had at least been in the playoffs, you know, three, four times in the last 10 years, a World Series back in 1980, just five years earlier. It was kind of the culmination of a whole bunch of heartbreaks. I understand that, so I'm sure that was tough to go through, and I'm sure that was extremely rewarding. But how about 29 freaking years of nothing? And then you go in a World Series run as a wild card. where With a week left in the regular season, it was iffy that we'd even make the playoffs. With four innings left in the wild card game, it was very iffy we'd ever see the ALDS, and you just sweep those two, and you get here, and you come back from down 3-2, and man, I mean, this would just be the, this has got to be, if the Royals can finish the job tomorrow, would have to be one of the most improbable runs in modern baseball history. And I'm sure we'll read plenty of stuff about that, hopefully, if it does happen. Giants, though, are going to be hungry. They ain't, they're not going to roll over. No way. I suspect tomorrow is going to be a 3-2 game. Four to two, four to one, something like that. If you if you're in Vegas and the over under is six and a half, take the under. I like the Royals getting it done tomorrow. And I'll tell you right now, if we get that job done tomorrow night, even if we don't, you probably ain't hearing from me for a day or two after the game. I'm gonna be out living it up tomorrow night, excited, pulling an all nighter, 
And I'm sure you're not going to be. If we win the World Series, you're going to be partying too. So I'm sure you're not going to be coming here tomorrow night for analysis. So we will talk to you at some point either way, probably Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometime in the next few days. And we'll get back to publishing interviews weekly as well in the offseason. I've already got five guys lined up for the next two weeks. So we'll have tons of former player interviews. We'll catch up with some current players as well over the offseason here in Clubhouse Conversation. So keep listening as there's big you know, news or moves or whatever. We'll do some dishes throughout the offseason maybe once every couple weeks. So year-round coverage here on Clubhouse Conversation. Subscribe on iTunes, at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Please tell a friend. Lots of growth coming up in the near future here on Clubhouse Conversation. So either way, savor Game 6, the feeling we have and the excitement. You know, I'm probably not going to be sleeping much tonight. Neither are you. Hang in there. Just be happy and enjoy it. Let's just enjoy it. The city together can unite when we can get this done. The positive energy. Get it done, guys. Back these boys. Send them good vibes. I can't tell you that whole second inning, I was talking to the players. And this, you know, maybe I'm just an idiot. But sitting there in section 123, okay, I was, you know, closing my eyes and saying, okay, wait for the ball up, Esky. Wait for it up. You got it. You got it. You got it. And it worked. I'm telling you, it worked. That was the only inning tonight where I was kind of sending energy. Send these guys good vibes. I, I believe in that kind of stuff. Maybe I need to get like a palm reading or get into, you know, reading signs or something. Maybe I'm just weird waiting to happen astrology whatever the hell it's called anyway we'll talk to you again in a couple of days you know either way win or lose enjoy it tomorrow night and we'll have a full breakdown for you of that and the whole season and all that good stuff here on clubhouse conversation have a great night and go royals until we speak again